time for the Reese Boyd Radio Hours Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk. For your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boy. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, a local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show here at Saturday Morning Coffee. As you probably already know, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite Java. And join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything happening in your world. Man, what a world we live in. How great it is to be alive, for starters. Thankful for that. Uh, So many things we have to be thankful for. We'll be talking about that uh, at much length today. And uh, here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, and generally uh, rational constitutional government and everything that will mean more freedom for you and me, all of us who are we the people. We have a country to save, at least for the moment. We do. And if we don't act, we may not have it much longer, but we do for the moment have a country to save, and it's up to us to do it. It starts right here on the local level, and uh, that's what we're here to talk about this morning. How do we save how do we save this country do we, that we've been uh, bequeathed? How do, we, how do we preserve this uh, experiment in limited self-government? That's up to us. It's up to us to figure out, and more importantly, it's up to us to act, to stand up, to speak up, to shout out, be counted, be heard, and to act in, in whatever ways may become necessary to protect my freedom, your freedom, and your neighbor's uh, freedom. So thanks for tuning in here on the show. Again, I'm Reese Boyd, your host, joined in the studio by the extraordinary producer, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how Give are you this morning? Give yourself a drum roll this morning. Give yourself a drum roll. You need a, yeah. you need a sound effect. Yeah, you, you do need a sound you effect. You need a little sound bar over there. Yeah, I got uh, Speedy and Earl's coffee from uh, New Hampshire, I believe. It was roasted. Speedy and Earl, huh? Yeah, it was roasted in New Hampshire, but brewed in Myrtle Beach. All right, very excellent. <laughs> very good, very good. Now, you know, one thing I noticed, Glenn, now I'm drinking a little of the Bones Coffee S'more Time. You guys have heard me talk about uh, S'more Time here I on have. there, one of our favorite brews that we've discovered. But, you know, one of the things I discovered this weekend, I have realized that the, you know, we have the single cup brew machine. Craig. With the, uh, with the it's got a coffee pot on the left. Oh, yeah. And a, and a single cup. On the right. I got the same thing. You got the same machine. One thing I learned this week is my wife said, you know, if you're going to brew, I wanted a coffee on Saturday. We almost never brew the full pot anymore. She brews a cup. Mm -hmm. I brew a cup. And 
And the, th- the thing that I've noticed, I don't go back to get more coffee because you have to rebrew another cup. Mm-hmm. And so typically what I'm doing is I'll brew a cup in the morning and uh, at some point I may brew a second cup. Right. But more often I'll just switch to something else. Well, you got to wash out the basket. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I'm thinking, you know, I've decided the single cup is actually maybe not be as convenient because old school, we just brew a pot of coffee mm-hmm. and we'd. I'd, I'd have two, maybe three cups just throughout the morning when, when you know, when working around the house, working on the show, doing whatever we're doing. But uh, anyway, so single cup brewers, I think, is actually maybe reducing coffee consumption in the Boyd household. Thought that I was could, interesting. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a product of your scientific thinking. Um, when I got the Keurig machine, it cut me back on coffee. It was convenient, but I ended up going on two, maybe three cups, where before it might have been six or seven cups. Yeah. So Keurig... A finer cup of coffee by far. Yeah. Uh, not as good as Nespresso now, but I can't have three coffee makers on my countertops. <laughs> I can only have two. We uh, have, uh, we have, uh, we have two. We've picked up another uh, kitchen appliance. So I, we've got the same real estate issue on our countertops. <laughs> we got a, I've got an Nespresso and a Keurig, and uh, we'll we'll see how that works. But anyway, it's all good. So, folks, thanks for joining us. And by the way, Glenn, how was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. Yeah. You know, not as festive as it's been in the past. And actually, the day before Thanksgiving, did it feel like Thanksgiving to you? You know, it has not felt, in my mind, like right. normal. Right. When we were watching the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, yeah, I felt sort of like I'm phoning it in. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm on the moon watching it happen mm-hmm. on Earth. Yeah. And that, that was kind of my weird feeling i see thanksgiving and of course the parade itself was bizarre because there were no crowds on the streets of manhattan right it was sort of a show held in front of macy's so very different and of course football I was, you know part of the thing we were going to talk about today on the show you know this supposed to be is the sort of the crescendo climax of football season this is supposed to be clemson carolina you know weekend and yeah. uh, all the hot you know rivalry games and there's yet no clemson carolina game this year and i'm thinking you know how could 2020 be any more you know weird yeah. it's just a strange strange time but once the turkey got in the oven yeah and i was watching yeah. and I, I was the dish guy but watching yeah. the preparation and smelling everything it really and then you, of course you sit down to eat and you've got this spread that you don't have every day um you know i lost two pounds a couple weeks ago i found it on thursday so you know, it started feeling like Thanksgiving then. Yeah, it does. It does. And, you know, when you gather family around, if you can avoid being arrested by the local Mountie, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you can gather your family around you, 10 or more of them, uh, hopefully not three or more households, uh, if you can do that without uh, an, an, an infraction or an, an encounter with local law enforcement, it does start to feel like Thanksgiving pretty quickly. And uh, it, those memories. And, you know, for me, this has been kind of a, you know, it's 2020s felt weird. For me, it was a little bittersweet, missing my grandparents, uh, missing my dad, but yet being so thankful for the people that we are able uh, to gather with. So it was a good uh, it was a good time. We had a good time. We had dinner at uh, my sister's and uh, lots of food, more food than anybody could could hope to to try and, and consume. So, uh, folks, we're curious what kind of Thanksgiving uh, y'all had. Join the show. We're uh, all ears. We'd love to hear from you this morning. You can join us here on the uh, Hot Talk uh uh, excuse me, on the call-in line, 843-903-2945. You can join us also by text on the pcrxcomputers.com text line. That number is 843-798-TALK. That's 843-798-8255. Who, uh, for those of you who struggle with the conversion, 
You can also, for the time being, tweet your comments to me on Twitter. I still have a Twitter handle. May drop it at some point. But right now, my Twitter handle remains at Reese Boyd. That's R-E-E-S-E-B-O-Y-D, at Reese Boyd on the Twitter feed. That's my handle. You can also email your comments to us. I get quite a few emails from you uh, loyal listeners every week. That's uh, Reese Boyd, S-M-C, at Gmail. Dot com. That's Reese Boyd, SMC for Saturday Morning Coffee at gmail.com. You can also reach me during normal business hours at the offices of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Those are the uh, kind sponsors here of the program, 843-839-9800. Love to talk to you guys during the week. Got uh, Will, somebody, a couple of folks calling in on the phone lines already. Will checking in on the text line. Will, uh, uh, Will joining us saying, good morning, Reese and Glenn, release the truth bombs. Will, we're going to do our best today. Jeff, the guitar builder, uh, checking in. Good morning, guys. Thank you all for, uh, for checking in. Uh, Jeff says, good morning, and thanks for saving me from two false uh, shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he does have his shirt on, so he yeah. must have a Saturday have morning his, coffee shirt. Yeah. All right. Very good. So thanks, Jeff. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate that. And uh, we'll be back, folks, with more Saturday morning coffee. A lot to talk about today. Plenty going on. We'll be talking a little bit about Thanksgiving. Hopefully you enjoyed yours. We'd love to hear from you. Stick around. Much more to come on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at PCRX. PCRX. We have the right prescription for your PC. When you have computer problems, your life stops, your work stops, everything stops. PCRX gets your computer and your life moving again. Diagnostics, consultation, virus removal, optimization. Call PCRX for PC service and repair in Conway. PCRX. PCRX is the way to go. Call 488-4100. Medical studies demonstrate that pharmaceutical-grade CBD can promote better sleep, reduce inflammation and pain, lower stress, relieve anxiety, improve heart health, and support weight loss. Did you know that over 70% of the CBD products on the market today are either mislabeled or misrepresented? Cherry Grove Drug is your trusted source for CBD products. Visit with Jenna and her team at Cherry Grove Drug and visit online at cherrygrovedrug.com. It's your town. Let Cherry Grove Drug be your pharmacy. For nearly a century, Conway Medical Center has been here to meet our community's growing healthcare needs. And in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, our staff is on the front lines here to help protect you and your family. We need your help with the most important weapons we have to fight this virus. Practice social distancing, wear a mask in public, and wash your hands. Together, we can save lives. Conway Medical Center, here for you when you need us. Hi, it's Tony Zach, and I want to introduce everyone to the Shepherd's Table in Conway, South Carolina. 
Hi, I'm Brandon Oates. I'm the executive director of The Shepherd's Table. We are a Christian-based soup kitchen in the heart of Conway. We do lunch and dinner Monday through Friday. We don't have any regulations as to who comes in and has a meal. We welcome anybody and everybody. So our mission is sharing God's love one meal at a time. The Shepherd's Table is located on 1412 Gamecock Avenue. That's right behind 4th Avenue behind Napa and Conway. So right now we're kicking off our Friends campaign this year. We're looking for any type of donations. Every dollar counts. The money is going to feed the people of Conway. Anybody who's in need can come and get a free meal with us. So if you're looking for a charity to donate to this year, whether it's big or small, your donation means a lot to the Shepherd's Table. And we'd love to have you come out and be a friend of the Shepherd's Table this year. We really need your help. The website is shepherdstable.com. I'm Tony Zach. Help us support the Shepherd's Table in Conway. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But it knows his way around, and the mazes of the underground are no match for him. But it looks just like a traveler who hasn't showered in a while and been living in the ground. Milo is your best friend. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, your host. Thank you guys for joining us this morning for Saturday Morning Coffee. Bobby the Vapor checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Good morning, Bobby. Also, Will, Jeff checking in, and uh, also Harry checking in, Albert checking in. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Albert. Go Trump. Yeah. Amen yeah. to that. Amen to that. Hey, Reese, real quick, I want to tell you, did you yeah. take wine or anything over your sister's house or any, any like, any dish or anything? Uh, we took a salad that my wife makes, which okay. uh, is referred to uh, in the family as crack salad. It's, oh, uh, okay. It's a, it's a funny little... <laughs> Uh, broccoli cheese bacon mixture <laughs> that my wife cooks up and then she's got this poppy seed dressing with a lot of sugar that uh-huh. drizzles over it oh my gosh that you, sounds you, great you can't you can't eat one bite you, I'm, a, I'm a big salad lover oh man that sounds great it's great stuff it's i arrived ad- addictive as the name would would imply i arrived at a friend's house i stopped by yeah um, yeah i had to make yeah. a couple rounds and and at the door i i showed up with a 30-pack of toilet paper from Costco. <laughs> There's a housewarming gift for you. Yes, sir, buddy. Nothing uh, like bringing toilet paper to the yeah. household during the holidays. The popular <laughs> man at the party is the guy that shows up with the industrial-sized <laughs> yeah. garden of toilet paper. Yeah, Costco. And, Costco I, and I'm trying paper. to find to get my hands on some paper towels yeah. because I'm thinking those are great uh, gifts as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, Party and, favors. You know, get Stock, some... stocking stuffers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a different world we live in. 2020 is strange indeed. I noticed at the uh, Home Depot yesterday, they still have their post up about, you know, Lysol products. You can only have two of this, Mm -hmm. one of these, you know, you can't, uh, you can't crash the party. Uh, we had Tom on the line. It looks like we've lost Tom. Oh, Tom. Tom, Tom was holding. Tom, uh, Tom. Tom, dial back in. We'll, uh, we'd love to get you on there. We would l- love to hear from you guys uh, this morning. Love to hear your thoughts on your Thanksgiving, and especially would love to hear what you are thankful for. I was uh, reminded. By the way, I want to start by uh, thanking. Last week, I was out of the studio. My wife and I, my, speaking of uh, uh, crack salad, my wife and I were traveling <laughs> last week. 
to uh, a lovely uh, retreat over in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, I want to thank John Bond Sr., my friend John Bond Sr., and uh, uh, who else was here? Um, uh, um, um, who was uh, – I, I had two – He's listening. Um, uh, um, Greg, the, our, our, our senator. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Greg Henry. Yeah. I draw, <laughs> thank you, Greg. It, yeah. was, it is much appreciated, even though for a moment I couldn't recall who was here. He did a great job. I, I'm both told you both did a great job. Thank you so much. Uh, so Senator Greg Hembry and John Bond Sr. were here last week filling in for your humble host here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Thank you uh, both for doing that, and I heard it was a great show. Uh, we still haven't put the podcast episode up on, on uh, for that episode. For that episode, but we will get that up this week, along with this one. By the way, if you are, um, if you know anybody that would be interested in serving as a social media intern, if you have a young college student or a young individual who's uh, adept at social media podcasting, etc., we are looking for a social media intern here at the show. If you would have them get in touch with me, I'll be glad to uh, entertain any. Uh, resume or anything they'd like to shoot me. Uh, uh, we're, uh, as I said, looking for a social media person to help us with podcasting and, and other social media, Facebook, etc. But we will get those podcast episodes up. And thanks to John and to Greg Hembry, Senator Greg Hembry, for uh, pinch hitting for me last week. We had a great time. We were up in, uh, my wife and I were in uh, North Carolina at a retreat. Had some uh, great teaching, uh, coincidentally, not coincidentally, but uh, much of the weekend focused around Thanksgiving and being not the holiday, but just the act of being uh, thankful. And one of the things that I was thinking about, so it was a, a lot of good things to think about in the context of this holiday that we celebrate this week, this weekend. A couple of things that I thought about, just want to give you guys a little perspective on this. And I hope you take time to sit down with your families and review some of these things. We all tend to forget the details of our history. And in particularly in today's world, when our history is being rewritten uh, almost daily, uh, it is good to remind yourselves, you know, we all think about the pilgrims and the initial Thanksgiving, and we've all heard those stories, but not many people remember a little something. Much is going on. uh, You've heard much in the news this year about the 1619 Project and that America wasn't founded in 1776, that it was founded in 1619 when slaves appeared Uh, in Virginia. And in fact, you know, slavery on this continent did predate uh, the formation, the Declaration of Independence. Uh, But there was really no legal connection between that slavery that existed in 1619 and the current nation that is the United States of America. They shared some geography, but that's the main thing that those two ideas or entities have in common. But there is an interesting corollary between Thanksgiving, many, in fact, uh, we could fill a whole show, series of shows, just about our our history and the traditions that we take from uh, the Thanksgiving tradition, two that I want to talk about today. One is the Mayflower Compact, and uh, that uh, is a 1620 document that most of you have probably never heard heard of. But it's, a, it's an incredibly important document. After more than 65 days on a perilous, storm-tossed journey at sea, the ship, the Mayflower, sighted land, that was Cape Cod, on November 9, 1620. They dropped anchor on November 11. And in between those three days, they produced a document that uh, has been described by various historians as the first 
experiment in consensual government in Western history between individuals, between individuals, all the parties to the agreement were all individuals and not a monarch. So the king was not a party to this document. We recognize the 200-word statement today as the Mayflower Compact, this agreement that was drafted on the Mayflower. It's quadricentennial. That's, uh, for those of you in Swansea, that means 400-year anniversary. It's quadricentennial. Should be noted and applauded because it is one of the founding, foundational documents that established the freedom that you and I enjoy today. The, uh, the Mayflower The Mayflower Compact was, strictly speaking, not a government document. It was a private contract between the men among the pilgrims and the men among the other half of the passengers who were called strangers by the pilgrims because they were placed on the ship by sponsors in Britain to provide necessary skills to help the new uh, colony succeed. Remember, the pilgrims were folks who were fleeing England for purposes of finding a place where they could freely exercise their religious beliefs. That's, that is the basis for the fact that we have a First Amendment. The first freedom that is guaranteed by your Constitution is the right to peaceably assemble and practice the religion of your preference, whatever that religion may be. Where does that freedom find its genesis? Well, one of the foundational documents that helps establish that freedom is this Mayflower Compact that the pilgrims and the other settlers wrote with one another in 1620. Compelled by circumstances, survival hung in the balance to settle the issue one way or another. The passengers of the Mayflower did the adult and civil thing. They put in writing a promise to each other to form a government of common consent. Its laws would bind them all without religious or political discrimination. And here's the text of the Mayflower Compact. In the name of God, amen. We whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign, Lord King James, by the grace of God of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King, Defender of the Faith, etc., having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our King and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. They were in Cape Cod, by the way. In the northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another covenant and combine ourselves together in a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid for these ends of civil freedom free government that would not discriminate on the basis of religion or otherwise, and by virtue to enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time, and shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony, unto which we promise all due submission and obedience. In witness whereof we have made hereunder subscribed we have hereunder subscribed our names at Cape Cod, the 11th of November, in the year of the reign of our sovereign Lord, King James of England, France, and Ireland, the 18th, and of Scotland, the 54th, Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord, 1620. So it sounds a little 
weird because it was written in 1620. But basically, that's the basis of our original uh, notion of civic order, civic freedom, that government is a contract between the governed and the government that operates the government that operates only with the consent of the government. So that's the Mayflower Compact. Compact, And I wanted to share that with you all this morning to remind you that there in the heart, in the midst of the Thanksgiving story, is the genesis of our civic government, our civic freedoms, and the basis for constitutional government. Uh, there's one more thing I wanted to share with you guys. We'll talk about that after the break. So stick with us. A little more Thanksgiving history coming up right here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Holly jolly, hello, I'm Kringle of the car lot. And whether you've been naughty or nice, when you buy a used car today, I'll throw in a new house too, made of gingerbread, of course. <laughs> Just please, please come buy a car today. Please. At Grand Strand and North Strand Nissan, we've taken a different approach to used car buying. One that's easy and fun. We've put a value price right on the windshield of each vehicle, so you get your best price as soon as you step on the lot or shop online. There's more. You'll leave with a lifetime guarantee and the peace of mind that comes with knowing we've got your back as long as you own your vehicle. Check out the largest selection of in-stock used cars, trucks, and SUVs for any budget. Plus, get easy financing and a friendly professional staff to walk you through the purchase process in person or online. We are your number one used car outlet anywhere. Start your car search at Grand Strand and North Strand Nissan or online at GrandStrandNissan.com or NorthStrandNissan.com where we sell in volume so you save in price. Hey everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level, so we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot. Kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson team, Remax First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. Palmetto Goodwill's team of career navigators are standing by and ready to help you as your professional support team. Goodwill's career navigators help people move forward through job placement, skills development, and both virtual and in-person training resources to advance individuals in their career journey. The countdown to launching your new career has begun. Visit palmettogoodwill.org or give them a call at 843-566-0072 to speak with a Palmetto Goodwill career navigator. 
The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, your host. Thanks for hanging with us here on your Saturday morning, 7.35 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, November 28th. Hard to believe that November is almost over. Thanksgiving is now in the rearview mirror looking at Christmas. Have you heard the stink about the, uh, I say stink, that might be overstating. Have you heard the stink about the Christmas tree? At Rockefeller Center, uh, I have not. And, yeah, in another twenty twenty, and another twenty twenty episode fitting for the year. They say the tree at Rockefeller Center is ugly. It looks like <laughs> the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I thought, well, how more fitting a year to have the Charlie Brown Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center than twenty twenty? I wonder who picked it out and how they're feeling this morning. They're like, oh man, Charlie, you're such a blockhead, <laughs> yeah. Charlie Brown. And it, I glanced at it. I haven't really studied it yet. I did glance at it. The photo that I, in the blurb that I saw online, it did look a little suspect. Hmm. Um, you know, there was a little spotted owl hanging out in the tree when it arrived at Rockefeller Center. Well, I mean, New York has not been doing very well lately. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bill, de Bla Bill de Blasio and Governor Cuomo are really just, you know, profiles in courage, mm -hmm. exercised a, a tour de force in leadership. And man, what a number they have done on the city. Uh, yeah, there was uh, a great clip. I don't think I clipped it for the show, but great clips of de Blasio and Cuomo just lashing out. I mean, reporters asking questions um, from constituents. I mean, mm -hmm. Just bizarre, just bizarre behavior. And uh, But that's what we're getting. These days from the left, folks, it's what we have to be watchful of and, and mindful of. Talking about Thanksgiving this morning and uh, what, we're, what we have to be thankful for. I have much to be thankful for. I know you guys have much to be thankful for. Would love to hear from you. would love to hear about your Thanksgiving, what you are thankful for this, uh, this Thanksgiving season. It is the season of thanks, the season to acknowledge just even in spite of the many jokes that I love to tell about 2020 and how the year has royally reeked. It certainly has. But it, nonetheless, even in, midst, in the midst of that, we still have... Uh, many, many things, countless blessings uh, to be thankful for. So we like to acknowledge that. We have to be mindful of that. It's good for us to be mindful of that, to remember all the many things that we have to be thankful for. would love to hear, you, hear from you, hear what you are thankful for. Somebody, speaking of uh, wants and needs, somebody on the PCRXcomputers.com text line mentioned this morning that they don't have a mug. So we tell for the, for the caller that gives us the most heartfelt and, uh, and uh, wrenching rendition of all the things that you have to be thankful for, we'll, uh, we'll toss out a, a Saturday morning coffee mug uh, at the end of the show. So uh, a little incentive for you guys to call in and share your thoughts. Another thing about Thanksgiving that I wanted, another little history lesson that I wanted to share with you all 
back to the origins of the holiday. And I hope you guys will make notes of this, research it. I'll post uh, some links to the social media site to these documents. Earlier before the break, uh, just before the break, we were talking about the Mayflower Compact, which is sort of the basis or the origins of social contract governance by the consent of the governed here on this continent. We talked about how that is uh, something that we owe to the pilgrims. They, before they got off the boat, uh, they, they dropped anchor and they wrote this agreement between the pilgrims who were the religious dissenters and the others that the British colony, the government, had, uh, had, had put on the boat to, to go to the colony to help the colony survive because apparently the religious dissenters didn't have all the skills and the trades that they needed to build a successful colony. So not everybody, on, I guess most people don't realize this, not everybody on the Mayflower was like-minded. Some of them were, they were there, for, they were headed to the New World for different reasons. Some of them were there because the crown told them to go. And, um, but there's another interesting aspect of Thanksgiving history that I wanted to share from you guys. This a little bit more recent, this from 1789. So the U.S. has existed as a country, at least on paper, since 1776 with the Declaration of Independence. Of course, 1787 saw the foundation of the federal government through the Constitution and Shortly thereafter, on the 3rd of October, 1789, President George Washington issued the following Thanksgiving proclamation. Whereas, it's somewhat lengthy, but it bears reading, frankly. Whereas, it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committees requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal, signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. And I would say it wasn't totally peaceable, but we did uh, manage to get uh, government established for our safety and happiness. Now, therefore, this is back to the proclamation. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being, that being the Almighty, who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, and that will be that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, that being the Revolutionary War for our independence, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted, that being our Constitution, adopted in 1787, for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all great and various favors, which he, the Almighty, hath been pleased to confer upon us. And so also that we may then unite most humbly in offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private station, to perform 
our duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all people by constantly being a government, this is good, of wise, just, and constitutional laws discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and guide all nations, especially as have been shown kindness to us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and to increase the science among them, the other nations, and us, and generally to grant to all mankind such a degree of prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Temporal prosperity, I should say. To grant to all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York on the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789. Signed, George Washington. So I thought that was a very uh, important piece of Thanksgiving history that we don't all reflect on. But that is the origin, folks, of our Thanksgiving holiday. That is why we have, for all these many years since, gathered in November, gathered with family, uh, 10 or less, no more than three households represented, uh, to celebrate and to give thanks for the the many countless blessings that we have to be thankful for. And so I wonder how many of us in the midst of all of the tension of the election, all of the uh, ongoing partisan uh, division in our country, how many of us have lost sight of that? And, and uh, I'll tell you, it is an incredibly important lesson for us all to remember in, the, in spite of, and, and especially during these times where we have uh, much discord uh, to remember to be thankful because we have, in spite of everything that we see around us, so much to be thankful for. And we'll get to some of that discord. We're going to talk about the election, the ongoing saga of litigation and uh, other things that are happening on that front. Um, and, of course, a little coronavirus update, other things to talk about. We'll spend a little more time talking about Thanksgiving as well, but uh, all that after the break, after a few words from our sponsors, a little obscene profit timeout. We'll be back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Maurice Boyd. Stick with us. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Goldfinch Funeral Home is committed to the safety of the families they serve as well as their staff. During these trying times, they are taking precautions based on CDC guidelines. All five locations will remain open and functioning. For larger services, they are offering special options, such as live streaming. With 115 years of service, Goldfinch would like you to know they are here to help you through difficult times. More information can be found at goldfinchfuneralhome.com. Brian Brady CPA is the only certified tax resolution specialist in all of South Carolina. He has over 30 years of experience helping local people like you deal with the IRS and state revenue departments. Don't wait around letting penalties and interest build up. Call Tax Resolution Services LLC today and let Brian address your tax issues. Call 843-668-4340 to schedule a contact-free consultation or go online to Tax Resolution Services LLC. We're the professionals, we're there when you call For your home or business, no jobs too big or small Hi folks, Verlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool As the weather changes, we continue to hear news of the coronavirus and the flu 
While the guidelines continue to encourage hand washing and sanitizing services, indoor air filtration technology has been a growing part of these conversations. Carrier has long been a leader in indoor air filtration with the Infinity Air Purifier. This device has a patented germicidal technology that is so effective it captures and kills 99% of airborne pathogens including coronavirus. It is literally the same technology used in many hospitals. Carolina Cool's team of advisors can show you this and other options to safeguard your home. Turn to the experts and Carolina Cool. Now that's cool and clean. Carolina Cool, that's cool. As pet owners, we know our pets are part of the family, right? They have our heart. Hi, I'm Earl McDaniel from the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. Taking care of your pets means we take care of your family. From wellness exams to emergencies, from puppies and kittens to dogs and cats, the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach is a place filled with care, love, and understanding. That's our promise to you. I'm Earl McDaniel, the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn world to the zone. Dummy, serve your own knees, beat it up, a knock, speak, grunt, no strength, the ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down, high, wire in a fire, represent seven games in a government for hire in a combat site, let the West coming in a hurry with the furies breathing down, your neck, team my team reporters, battle Trump, Tether Crop, look at that, no plane, fine, then, uh-oh, overflow, population, common food, but it'll do, save yourself, serve yourself, world, serve your own needs, listen to your heart, lead, dummy, with the rapture, with the rabbit, and the right, right, you Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.49 on your Saturday morning. The morning is flying by, Saturday, November 28th, 2020. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. That means it must be time for another coronavirus update, a little COVID-19 update for you guys this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. Before I get to that, I wanted to share with you one quick text. We've been talking about Thanksgiving and uh, the importance of remembering some of the historical origins of the holiday. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, somebody has texted in. They're not among our named deplorables, but we have a, uh, we have a text from a new listener and uh, mentioned that uh, another thing that's important to uh, mention regarding the Pilgrims and the, and the Mayflower uh, agreements uh, was one of the things that the Pilgrims did 
in the colony was experiment with socialism. You know, they went through a phase where they uh, divided up all the crops and shared them equally amongst themselves. And uh, at some point shortly thereafter, I believe it was William Bradford, realized that, uh, by the way, folks, we just figured out that ain't going to work. And so he basically adopted a system that said if you didn't work and you didn't grow crops, uh, you wouldn't eat. And uh, mysteriously, uh, people quickly started working harder and producing more, and the colony began uh, to thrive. And if, frankly, uh, the pilgrims had adopted socialism as their motto, guess what? You are, are their model. You and I would not be having this discussion because the colony would not have survived. And uh, so uh, another interesting historical lesson to learn from that period. But I hope you guys will uh, share those lessons with your kids, share those lessons with your family. Uh, all 10 of you, when you gather around the table, representing not more than five households, three households, excuse me, don't, uh, don't misquote Governor Cuomo. Um, but when you do gather your family around in a legal, permissible manner, I hope you will share these lessons that we learn from history and uh, impart upon the young mush brains at the table these traditions that have generated this, uh, this, this nation, this experiment in freedom that we enjoy and that we continue to enjoy at least for the moment because uh, these, the, the history, these lessons that, that teach us uh, where our freedom came from help us to understand our own personal responsibility in preserving it. Uh, it didn't just happen. A lot of people gave a lot uh, over the years, many years, going back to 1620 to uh, allow us to have the freedoms that we continue to enjoy today. Um, many gave some, some gave all, and we all have shared uh, in the sacrifice in some degree. Uh, some have given their lives. And so that's, these are important lessons to impart on the youth in particular, but in everybody. We all tend to forget these things from time to time. So uh, it's important to uh, stop uh, to pause and remember them. And yeah, it seems on some level like, uh, you know, this is boring history. No, it's important. It's important to understand these things and to occasionally uh, be reminded of these things. So uh, on the, uh, and there's other things I wanted to also talk about on the subject, just generally of Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll get to that. Perhaps we'll uh, save that for the parting wisdom segment, but with a little uh, transition here to our coronavirus uh, COVID-19 update. Of course, the big effort this week was to, in effect, cancel Thanksgiving. This, according to CNBC, cancel Thanksgiving, stay home, wear a mask. State and city leaders impose targeted coronavirus restrictions to curb COVID and hopefully not tank the economy. Without a cohesive federal plan, this again coming to you from CNBC, state and local officials are reinstating some of the stay-at-home orders, curfews, and other public safety measures previously adopted. Oregon Governor Kate Brown, a Democrat, announced a two-week freeze on Friday on most activities uh, and non-essential businesses across the state. Even Republican governors, many of whom have long resisted statewide lockdowns and mask requirements, are now imposing curfews and starting to order residents to wear face coverings in public. By the way, uh, Oregon Governor Kate Brown is just evil. She is just evil. And uh, I hope and pray that someone steps into the breach in Oregon, runs against her, and defeats her handily. She needs to go back to, uh, there's a village somewhere that has been deprived of its idiot. And... <laughs> She needs, she needs to go back to whatever village she hails from. 
Um, coronavirus cases are um, running rampant, according to these folks here at CNBC. Handful of states and cities are closing non-essential businesses, limiting public private private gatherings. The U.S. is reporting a, a weekly average of roughly 157,000 new coronavirus cases every day, soaring to record highs as scientists warn Americans that the next few months of the pandemic could be the worst yet. Unlike other peaks in the spring and summer that hit the Northeast and Sunbelt states, this one has no clear epicenter, medical experts say. I have heard that for some reason, Nebraska, some of the, uh, you know, Nebraska, Dakotas, I mean, some of the places out in the middle of nowhere are spiking worse than, than anywhere at present. Uh, some state officials say the virus is everywhere. Uh, local, local outbreaks cannot be traced back to a single event or occurrence. Uh, without a cohesive federal plan, state and local officials are reinstating some of the stay-at-home orders, curfews, and other public safety measures that were rolled out back in the summer and fall. Uh, Oregon Governor Kate Brown again announced a two-week freeze. In New Mexico, Democrat Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham said in a Twitter post that the state will hit reset and begin a statewide stay-at-home order on Monday. Residents are instructed to stay at home unless venturing out for essential services. Washington Governor Jay Inslee, also a Democrat, followed suit on Sunday, ordering a one-month ban on indoor services at restaurants, gyms, and reduced in-store retail capacity to 25%. Again, Governor Inslee, in my opinion, another one of those individuals uh, who needs to be replaced. Um, Curfews and reduced capacity. Many governors and mayors have made it clear they don't want to shut down the economy again like they did in March, but they're nonetheless... Uh, enacting these uh, bans. Chicago mayor, in, in our host of deplorables, frankly, literal, literal deplorables in this instance, Chicago mayor Lori Lightfoot on Thursday asked all residents to cancel Thanksgiving and stay at home unless they needed to go to work or school or to tend to essential needs such as a doctor's appointment or grocery shopping. She issued a non-binding 30-day stay-at-home advisory asking people to refrain from traveling having guests in their home for anything other than essential business. No, New Jersey governor, Phil Murphy. Also, <laughs> you notice that all the governors quoted in this article are Democrats. Really? Yeah. That's new. Yeah. Said state uh. officials are acting with more precision in rolling out targeted restrictions. To be clear, the last thing I want to do is shut down our economy. He said restaurants, bars, casinos required to close their indoor dining at 10 p.m., on Monday, he ordered a limit of indoor gatherings to 10 people only. We are taking surgical steps that we hope will mitigate the current spread. And, of course, our own favorite, Dr. Uh, New York and uh, Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo, announced similar restrictions in his state. Um, and we've had a terrible eight months. We're in the last lap, this according to Governor Cuomo. Let's just do what we have to do to get through this and we'll rebuild together. And that's fine, folks. What the common thread here amidst in the midst of all this are these a, the rules do not apply to these democratic governors, as we have seen uh, from Gavin Newsom, uh, from the governor of Michigan, from others, uh, from our own Nancy Pelosi, who's uh, fine to go get her haircut without a mask, but don't Mm -hmm. you dare get caught outside Mm -hmm. without your mask. Uh And so a lot more to talk about here on the double standards hypocrisy front. We'll get to that after the break. Stick with us. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. We'll be back with more Saturday morning coffee right after these messages. Don't leave town.
everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. Oh God, not again. Morty, you've got to come back with me. No, no, no more time travel. You didn't clone me again, did you? No, no, this time we have to go back to the past. Why? To get more 18-seer heating and air systems. We didn't buy enough. Well, of course we didn't. You're selling them for the price of a 14-seer system. Yeah, because an 18-seer system is quieter than a 14-seer and ultra energy efficient. So why are you selling them for so little? Because almost everyone prefers the 18-seer, Marty. So it's time to pull off another Christmas miracle. Let's roll. An 18-seer for the 14-seer price is a miracle. And with our holiday financing, you get this deal with zero down and low monthly payments. Wait, there's no road. Roads will improvise. While they last, get an 18-seer system for the 14-seer price at onehourmagic.com in that state. Meanwhile, as Jason Walker reports, the surge in coronavirus cases continues to put a strain on hospitals in Texas. Some hard-hit parts of the state remained under curfews aimed at stemming the spread of COVID-19 over the holiday weekend. State health authorities reported more than 8,500 people hospitalized in Texas with COVID-19 by Friday, a drop from 8,700 Thursday. The figure is up more than 50% from a month ago. State data show limited intensive care unit capacity in regions, including the Texas Panhandle and El Paso. Jason Walker reporting. President Trump says distribution of a coronavirus vaccine could begin as early as next week. Here's White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. With coronavirus cases surging across the country, the president says good news is coming soon. We are rounding the curve. The vaccines are being delivered literally. It'll start next week and the week after. Once pharmaceutical companies receive approval for their COVID-19 vaccines, distribution will begin. And it'll hit the frontline workers and seniors and Doctors, nurses, a lot of people going to start, and we're going very quickly. However, social distancing and other health precautions will be in place for months to come. Greg Clugston, Washington. Former U.S. Senator Jim Talent says the Abraham Accords mount to one of the biggest U.S. foreign policy accomplishments in decades. What Trump did was reconstruct the partnership with the Gulf states as well as Jordan, Egypt, and, of course, Israel. Talent was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. More on these stories at townhall.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. 
That right there, approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. President Trump says he will campaign for Georgia Republican Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler in their runoff elections against Democrats John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. Here's correspondent Tim McGuire. President Trump says he's going to rally with the two Georgia Republican Senators on December 5th. We're going to have a tremendous crowd. They're looking for the right site. Probably we'd love to take one of the big stadiums, but you can't because of the COVID. The hard slog is on the ground for canvassers such as Garrett Best with Heritage Action for America. Today we're sort of walking on these edges because we're trying to sort of work northeast back towards uh, sort of towards Atlanta. And Antoinette Dow's Thibodeau with Neighborhood Assistance. Everybody thought that right after the presidential election that the job was done. Yeah. I'm here to tell you the job is not done. The January 5th elections are crucial for deciding which party will have control of the Senate. I'm Tim McGuire. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. U.S. officials have released an updated plan to stop wildfires in the western part of the country. The plan, released by the U.S. Bureau of Land Management, aims to limit wildfires in a 350,000-square-mile area of mainly sagebrush habitat that includes parts of Idaho, Oregon, Washington, California, Nevada, and Utah. The plan does not authorize any specific projects. Instead, its analysis can be used to okay treatments for projects involving prescribed fires, fuel breaks, and other measures to prevent or limit massive blazes that have worsened in recent decades. John Scott reporting. And on Wall Street Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up by about 38 points in an abbreviated trading session ending the week on Black Friday at 29,910. The Nasdaq enjoyed a 112-point gain at 12,205 with the S&P 500 up by about nine. More on these stories can be found at townhall.com. conservative alternative. This is 94.5 WTKN. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. The right choice for conservative insight. Broadcasting from the Tide Law Studios. This is Talk 94.5. Here's Pastor Danny Banks from the Myrtle Beach Christian Church. The beautiful thing about this church is it's been there for 39 years altogether. It's a church of love. It does not matter who you are, whether you're the richest man in Horry County or the poorest man. Everyone is welcome. The Myrtle Beach Christian Church is a non-denominational church. We're just simply back to the Bible. We work with many other Christian churches, and we work with many denominations. And so we enjoy the unity of all believers. Here at the Myrtle Beach Christian Church, I think probably the greatest thing that we have is we truly try to love people and make people feel good about their lives. Everybody that walks in will say, I've never met a church that seems like everybody speaks to them. Once again, everybody's important. To be a part of this church or to be involved is simply just come. Come as you are. You don't have to dress up. You can wear casual. The Myrtle Beach Christian Church is on Burkell Road, across from the Arrowhead Golf Course. Online, MyrtleBeachChristianChurch.com. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure. Something. Grab some older meat tightly, flowing like an awful. 
Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a man who light up the stage and wax a chunk like a can-do dance. Caress the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best. It's a felony, love it to leave it. You better gain weight. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, 807 on your Saturday morning. You've made it to the uh, bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope that second cup of coffee is treating you well. Talking this morning about uh, Thanksgiving here on the special after Thanksgiving edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, how much we all have to be thankful for. By the way, quite a few of you checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. An article about uh, the Thanksgiving from the Mises Institute. We'll be checking that out. And uh, again, uh, a couple of you checking in. I don't have names for if you guys will let us know uh, how you want to be referred to on the uh, on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. We'll add you to our text list of deplorables. Al, the real man, checking in. Andy Thompson, Bobby the Vapor, we already mentioned. Albert, good morning to you. Will down at Coastal Sports. Will said, while they did teach the Mayflower Compact... I had not heard it in contrast to the 1619 Project garbage. Good stuff. Thanks, Will. Appreciate your uh, thoughts there on that. Nobody significantly has chimed in with their thoughts on what they have to be thankful for. Remember, we've offered a... Uh, oh, minute. Gordon the golf guy has. Oh, go- yeah. oh, really? Did I miss one? Yeah, he, um, uh, he basically is saying... Man, it's actually pretty long. But he's basically saying um, we are also thankful that they're able to donate plasma to help others. And it's important to turn negatives into positives to be victors instead of victims. Amen to that. That's a, a great uh, a great lesson for us here on Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving week to not let the negativity around us, the, the hassles that we face, uh, drag us down. But try to turn those positives into something negative. And that's Gordon. For some reason, he's not showing up on my list. Yeah, Gordon, the golf guy. Yeah, okay. Um, he said he wasn't going to visit any elderly friends for Thanksgiving yeah. uh, because of the plague, but since his wife and him both got it, they recently were able to bring Thanksgiving dinner and bring joy to people who could not be with their family. Wow. Well, Gordon, thanks for sharing that. Good stuff on this uh, s- this Saturday morning uh, coffee Post Thanksgiving, uh, love to uh, shoot you a Saturday morning coffee mug. Shoot us your address. Give Glenn your address if you would. We'll be glad to throw a uh, Saturday morning coffee mug your direction. And folks, if you have other Thanksgiving stories that you'd like to share with us, what you're thankful for this year in particular, uh, we would love to hear from you. I've still got more to share on that as the as the show progresses. want to get back to the COVID-19 restrictions that we were discussing before the break. And a quick little uh, update on our own uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. Don't know what mm. uh, John Roberts is thinking, but he has broken with... Uh, he is supposed to be the quarterback of the conservative wing of the court, but he has not been a, a tried and true conservative. And I mean, on, on lots of issues, we can thank him for Obamacare now. Uh, he's, the, uh, he's the mighty intellect that decided Obamacare was not a penalty, not a tax, but a penalty, allowing it uh, to survive a Commerce Clause review. Um, and, and also he's made some pro-life uh, determinations that are or, or not pro, that in fact are not pro-life. So it's been a disappointment in various uh, ways since he assumed uh, Chief Justice Rehnquist's seat on the Supreme Court. And this week he, he 
fails to uh, impress yet again, siding with the liberal wing of the court on various challenges to uh, COVID-19 regulations that were imposed by various governors, mayors, et cetera, uh, in dissent. And, of course, they still lost, frankly. In dissent with the liberal wing, Roberts repudiates Neil Gorsuch's cutting criticism. It is a significant matter. Excuse me. This is the chief justice. It is a significant matter to override determinations made by public health officials concerning what is necessary for public safety in the midst of a deadly pandemic, the chief justice wrote. Y'all, that is unmitigated hogwash. If you buy the logic that he is prescribing there, then you're essentially saying the government can do anything simply because there is this COVID, the COVID floating around amongst us. So whatever the government wants to do in the name of public health, it can do. This guy's an idiot. It's insane. The Constitution, as should be clear, is not something that goes away in the midst of a crisis. It is not something that goes away just because there is a novel coronavirus floating around in the air. Quite the contrary, folks. I mean, think about this. The Constitution is most important during times of crisis. When everybody is fat and happy and healthy, we generally don't have to worry about our government quite as much. We generally don't worry about our government quite as much. It, frankly, is when the rubber hits the road and we're up against a struggle or a, a, a hurdle or a challenge that government typically responds in a manner often that reduces the freedom that you and the freedoms that you and I enjoy. So we have to be most vigilant about protecting the Constitution when we are in the midst of a crisis. As you guys know, um, the Roberts Rules of Radicals, or whatever that guy's name, uh, so, uh, uh, um, uh, Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, never let a good crisis go to waste. So government often uses crises to advance its own interest, to extend its own power over, over you and me. Who are we the people? And so this logic, if that's what you want to call it, that Chief Justice Roberts is advocating from, from the bench is just unmitigated poppycock. It's ridiculous. In two COVID-19-related religion cases decided by a divided U.S. Supreme Court, this is uh, law.com, The U.S. Supreme Court late Wednesday night, dissenting Chief Justice John Roberts Jr. aligned with the court's liberal wing, rebuking Justice Neil Gorsuch for his characterization of the dissenters as cutting the Constitution loose during a pandemic. Well, Gorsuch is absolutely correct. That's exactly what the uh, liberal wing of the court wanted to do. They want to cut the Constitution loose just because there's a pandemic among us. Uh, This summary comes to us from AP. With coronavirus cases surging nationwide, the Supreme Court barred New York from enforcing certain limits on attendance at churches and synagogues in areas designated as hard hit by the virus. The justices split five to four late Wednesday night with new Justice Amy Coney Barrett, God bless her, in the majority. It was the conservatives' first publicly discernible vote as a justice. The court's three liberal justices and Chief Justice John Roberts dissented. This is bizarre, folks. This is really bizarre. And I would encourage you guys to just write a letter to the Supreme Court to the attention of Chief Justice Roberts. Um, 
I'll try to post an address for you on our social media page, just expressing your disdain, disgust, and heartfelt disappointment with the manner in which he has turned his back on the conservative uh, legal analysis that got him his seat, ostensibly got him his seat on the Supreme Court to begin with. He has been such a disappointment. The move was a shift for the court earlier this year when Barrett's liberal predecessor, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, was still on the court. The justices divided five to four to leave in place pandemic-related capacity restrictions affecting churches in California and Nevada. So we see that already the addition of Amy Coney Barrett to the court has made a decided uh, impact on the court's view of religious uh, liberty and free exercise as it relates to coronavirus pandemic restrictions. The court's actions Wednesday could push New York to reevaluate its restriction on houses of worship in areas designated as coronavirus hotspots. But the impact is also uh, muted because the Catholic and Orthodox Jewish groups that sued the challenge to challenge the restrictions are no longer subject to them. Well, the AP is kind of try, trying to, to, to uh, mince this decision a little bit and uh and and impart less meaning to it than it than it actually has new york governor andrew cuomo a democrat said thursday the ruling was more illustrative of the supreme court than anything else and irrelevant from any practical impact given that the restrictions have already been removed he's wrong basically the supreme court is saying no you cannot do this and what what andrew cuomo has done to particularly the orthodox jewish community in new york is is obscene, folks. It constitutes uh, religious discrimination. Some would even say religious persecution under color of state law. They They didn't lift a finger when folks were marching down Fifth Avenue, burning down stores, burning down buildings, knocking out store windows. Nobody was socially distancing. Nobody was doing anything other than breaking things and stealing stuff. They weren't being the least bit uh, respectful of of the personal uh, space around them. And nobody lifted a finger. But Andrew Cuomo thinks that the Orthodox Jewish community in the uh, in the in the districts where they congregate in New York are a hotbed, a super spreader of the coronavirus. I mean, he's completely ridiculous. He's absurd. He is a joke. He needs to go. He alone has deprived another village of an idiot, and he needs to go find that village and go hang out. Um, Hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully New York will come to its senses, and they'll retire this guy. He's an idiot. And the Supreme Court is shifting, and we can thank Amy Coney Barrett for that. God bless her. So glad she's there. And what are we going to do about Chief Justice John Roberts? But that's another question. That music means it's time for me to quit ranting and tell you that right after these words from our very important sponsors, we'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hey, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. Uh, I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. 
Hey, it's Nick Santangelo with Charlie Stewart State Farm Insurance. Call us anytime with any insurance questions at 843-249-7066. Like a good neighbor, Charlie Stewart State Farm Insurance is there. Charlie Stewart State Farm Insurance on 6th Avenue South in North Myrtle Beach. Go Tigers! When accidents happen, you've got someone you know. Like Charlie Stewart. He'll be there when you need him. Charlie Stewart State Farm in North Myrtle Beach. He's got your back, so call him today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> oh God, not again! Marty, you've got to come back with me! No, no, no more time travel. You didn't clone me again, did you? <clears throat> no, no, this time we have to go back to the past. Why? To get more 18-seer heating and air systems. We didn't buy enough. Well, of course we didn't. You're selling them for the price of a 14-seer system. Yeah, because an 18-seer system is quieter than a 14-seer and ultra energy efficient. So why are you selling them for so little? Because almost everyone prefers the 18-seer, Marty. So it's time to pull off another Christmas miracle. Let's roll. An 18-seer for the 14-seer price is a miracle. And with our holiday financing, you get this deal with zero Zero down and low monthly payments. Wait, there's no road. Roads will improvise. While they last, get an 18-seer system for the 14-seer price. At OneHourMagic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is, is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level, so we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot, kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. the world of me folks welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour 821 on your saturday morning saturday morning coffee always flies by great to have you guys with us everybody's checking in now on the pcrxcomputers.com text line al the real man said i'm thankful for my mom she is in good health and she turned 90 this november and i'm glad she's been around all my life al that is awesome so great that you have her with her with you 
uh, at the wise old age of 90. I would, I would get with her and take notes, mm. soak up that wisdom. And, uh, folks, a little, little bit later in the uh, program, we're going to be joined by Greg Sisson. You heard him over the break. Greg's going to be talking to us about uh, his thoughts about what we're talking about this morning and what he has to be thankful for and also give us a little real estate update. So stick with us for that. That'll be coming up very soon. And I want to finish with a few thoughts on what we were talking about just before the break, the uh, coronavirus restrictions and recent uh, decisions by the uh, court as it relates to uh, religious liberty and free exercise. And I think these are important decisions. And uh, one last point that I wanted to share with you comes to us from the opinion page of the Wall Street Journal. This is David Rivkin and Lee Casey. The COVID-19 pandemic has served as a sort of constitutional stress test just Justice Samuel Alito. We haven't mentioned uh, Justice Alito this morning, but he's been another stalwart uh, for the conservatives and uh, so thankful for him as well on the court. The pandemic has resulted in previously unimaginable restrictions on individual liberty. Think about that, folks. Governors and mayors are now routinely issuing orders that would have been literally unthinkable just a few months ago, just a year ago, just a year and a half ago, we would even have imagined that we would see what we see today. The setting underscores the point. Justice Alito made his remarks in an online speech that ordinarily would have been delivered in a cavernous hall before a crowd of hundreds gathered at the Federalist Society's annual dinner. A public health emergency may justify curtailments of liberty that would be unacceptable in normal times, granted, But even in an emergency, America's government does not wield unlimited power, as we were discussing before the break. Measures taken to deal with this pandemic have imposed severe restrictions on the most basic rights and liberties, often with little consideration of their legal basis. The Constitution prohibits many of the most draconian measures that have been taken or are now under consideration. Joe Biden has implicitly acknowledged this point. The point being that the Constitution does not go away even during a pandemic, folks, and we have to remember that our governors, our mayors, our civic uh, officials, our leaders, our, our senators, our congressmen must continue to abide by the strictures of the Constitution. And basically, the farce that was the the real farce that was revealed by Chief Justice Roberts Roberts comments is there were other groups, other gatherings that have not been restricted. As I said before the break during the last segment, you know when people were out marching in the streets, burning buildings down, you had Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago out praising. You know when they were celebrating the victory, quote unquote, victory of Joe Biden, they were out in the streets celebrating. Nobody was nobody was worried about social distancing. Many of them were not wearing a mask. You saw uh, Mayor uh, Lightfoot with a uh, bullhorn and no masks. And so the point is that the hypocrisy of all this. It, it, there are rules for thee, but not for me. And so when they get out and they're doing what they want to do, the rules don't work. But when you and your family want to gather around the hearth and the home and celebrate Thanksgiving with a dozen family members or uh, a few of your neighbors, that is a threat to democracy. That is a threat to our survival. And that's, it's okay to put uh, democracy on hold while they uh, restrict you from doing that. And that's the point because some of the activities which aren't even being regulated are not mentioned, much less protected by the Constitution. And here you have severe restrictions that have been imposed by various locales, including Nevada and California and elsewhere, on houses of worship. Um, so, so the point being that the Constitution does not go away uh, even during a pandemic. 
And uh, so lots to uh, to unpack today. There were a couple of other topics that we haven't gotten to. I know you folks are looking for an update. Many of you have texted in looking for an update on um, on the election. My thoughts on where we are with the election challenges. And Liz and I talked about, I was on the Liz show on Wednesday, just before the holiday. We spent a lot of time talking about this. And uh, one of the things that, you know, I, on reflecting on this, and of course, I've been telling you guys for, I think, about three weeks now, that we should mentally, emotionally, spiritually prepare ourselves for what I think will be the ultimate outcome will be that Joe Biden will be the next president. And some of you got a little irritated at me, said I was giving up. I'm not giving up, as I said on Wednesday. Again, I'm not giving up. I've not given up on Donald Trump, and there's still fight left in him, and I'm so thankful for that. And I still consider there's a little bit of an element of jump ball here in this election. Theoretically, it still could go. Uh, either way, there is a theoretical possibility that exists. But here's the thing, folks. You have to live in the real world and you have to begin to make decisions and form uh, policy and thoughts based on what's actually going to happen, not what we hope and pray will happen, but what we think actually is going to happen. And, uh, you know, the the uh, as I said way back several weeks ago, the, the real problem that I saw from the outset is there was a real disconnect between some of the things that uh, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell were saying some of the, there was a disconnect between what they were saying and what was actually happening in the courts. And of course, these these state court uh, challenges were being dismissed um, by and large with very little success. And uh, <clears throat> some of the things that you heard were, well, we're just we're OK with that. We're OK getting thrown out of court because well, we're really placing our hopes on the Supreme Court. And that just that just doesn't make any sense, folks. As a lawyer, I can tell you, it, it, you, you, plan your, you plan your assault at the trial court level. You don't plan very seldom, if ever, do you go into trial court at the trial level, not concerned about what the judge is going to do, think, or react to your complaint with the thought that you're going to fix everything at the appellate level, that you really, all of that is just a, a, a warm-up uh, for the Supreme Court where you ultimately will fix the problem. That is just not the way it works. And I was concerned that some people said that. And, and frankly, there's a lot of questions to ask. Um, you know, I wonder about um, some of the things that Rudy Giuliani did in, in the Pennsylvania decision. Uh, a friend of mine who is a highly respected constitutional lawyer was in the courtroom and he called me after the after the hearing. He said, you know, Giuliani said some things that are probably going to haunt the campaign. One of the things that Giuliani said is that this is not a case of election fraud. And so, you know, here's the dilemma. And then that remark, in fact, is a huge concession that has come back to haunt the campaign. The, the district court used it in dismissing the complaint and then not allowing the, uh, the Trump campaign an opportunity to file a third amendment to its complaint. And so it's, um, it's uh, unfortunate that we haven't had more success in the law because I'm like many of you, most of you, almost all of you, I would imagine, we're very concerned about what we saw happen on election night, and we don't think it passes the smell test. On the other hand, as I've also said many times on this program, on Liz's show, I think the election fraud that was involved was about a mile wide and about an inch deep. And that's the problem. That's the problem in a nutshell is gathering the evidence of all this fraud and massing it up to an amount that constitutes the basis for a court to step in and overturn an election is a is a almost an insurmountable challenge 
And so I have a few thoughts on that. We'll get to that after the break. We're going to be joined by uh, Greg Sisson, who's going to join us here in the studio for uh, a little update on what's going on uh, in his world. And we'll talk to Greg after the break. So stick with us with uh, all that and more coming up on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hey, let's play my favorite flavor at Wild Wing Cafe. I'll go first. None better than Old Yeller Carolina Mustard. Nope. I love me some ranchilada, part ranch and part spicy. You're both wrong. The best Wild Wing Cafe wings are Red Dragon Hot Teriyaki. Hold it, I'm a pro. Wild Wing Cafe Atomic Meltdown. Oh yeah, they're hot. Any way you like them, 30 different flavors. Mix them up or go pure. Wild Wing Cafe at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. Did you know that virtually all of us live in some sort of flood zone? And to make matters worse, we also live in an area where hurricanes are likely. Do you have the correct insurance to protect your home and family from floods and hurricanes? It may be time to contact Moore & Associates Insurance. For more than 40 years, they've been providing their clients with expert insurance advice and competitive and much-needed coverage. Not too much or too little. Insurance that's affordable and appropriate. Get in touch with Moore & Associates today at moreandassociates.net. You hear about CBD, how it can help you sleep at night, reduce aches and pains, improve the quality of your life. Locals rely on Jenna Dukes, your local family-owned Cherry Grove Drug Pharmacist. Cherry Grove Drug is now offering extra-strength pharmaceutical-grade CBD, pain creams, muscle gels, and body balms. Learn how these topical CBD products can improve the quality of your life. Visit CherryGroveDrug.com or consult with pharmacist Jenna Dukes. Cherry Grove Drug, the number one CBD retailer in South Carolina. Toyota Thon is on at Sparks Toyota. These are deals so nice, you'll check them twice. How about no payments for up to 90 days? How about some holiday bonus cash? How about deals like these? The new 2021 RAV4 LE. Lease it for just $259 a month and $500 holiday bonus cash. Or get it for 0% interest for 48 months and the $500 holiday bonus cash. The new 2021 Toyota Corolla. Lease it for $179 a month plus get $500 holiday bonus cash. The new 2020 Toyota Camry. 0% interest for 60 months plus $1,000 holiday bonus cash. Toyota Thon. It's on. No payments. Up to 90 days. Holiday bonus cash and a limited lifetime powertrain warranty with every new car from Sparks on Highway 501 Sparks Toyota. Hear what owners are saying about Thomas Beach Vacations Owner Services. I have two properties down here. One stays in the rental pool 52 weeks of the year. The other I can rent out three months of the year. They approach my three-month rental with the same commitment as they do the one across the street. Thomas Beach Vacations, they make you feel like you're part of the family. Contact Thomas Beach Vacations at NorthMyrtleBeachVacations.com. Customer focus, results driven. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. One, two, three. 
shines and find white lines on weathered stores with open signs. They may as well just close them down. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 834 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, November 28th. May as well just close them down if the Democrats have their way. But we're doing fine. Wanted to finish up one thought that we were talking about before the break. That is, uh, you know, what I think about all this, uh, the ongoing litigation. Quite a few of you had contacted me looking for my thoughts and texted in this morning. And one of the things I think is, as I said, the, the real problem is that the fraud here is a mile wide and an inch deep. And I think really what you ask, where did it start? And let's go back, back up a step there. Let's be honest. There is a proud, and I say that fully tongue in cheek, there is a proud tradition of voter fraud. Uh, in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acceptable you know? amount of An acceptable fraud, amount yes. of voter fraud. Yes, that's what they're and, saying. And, and that's why I think courts have always, I don't want to say turn a blind eye, but they've always been a little bit indifferent to it. Marge, there's a, On the margin, they're a little bit indifferent to allegations of voter fraud because, frankly, there's a realization that it has always taken place. It has been widely discussed and is now generally known that John F. Kennedy did not win the White House in 1960. He stole it. He's a classic example of proof positive that dad can get you the White House, uh, at least under certain circumstances. And so he uh, probably uh, owes the fact that he won to the mob and Chicago and, the, and, and Mayor Daley and the folks that conspired to stuff ballot boxes in Chicago before the final returns were in. You know, I think back even, and frankly, it may have ultimately cost him his life because he got in bed with the wrong folks. But who knows? That's a, that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother show. Um, but I think back to even stories here in O'Ree County that I heard, uh, you know, from my granddad. And, you know, he, he used to tell a story about a particular precinct here in O'Ree County when the, ballot, when the ballots were being counted and the precincts were shutting down. And there was a particular deputy who would always be driving in the ballots from this precinct. I'm not even going to name the precinct. Don't want to offend anybody. But he would take the ballots from the precinct back to the county election commission. And there would always be a phone call that would be made. Hey, how you guys doing? We're about to, you know, closing up. How's the, how's the ballots looking? How's the count coming? And there would be a little report uh, that, would, that would come in on the count and how it was going. And interestingly enough, uh, oftentimes the votes needed to tilt the election in one direction or another, strangely enough, would come from this precinct. When this car would finally show up in Conway, the, the votes would be there. And so, and I'm going way back, folks. I don't think I'm, I'm disparaging any current elected official. I'm not. But I'm just telling you that there's a certain amount anytime you have 150 million people do any one thing, there's going to be some cheating. I mean, let's just be real. Men, women. Or we're sinners, and, and where people have an opportunity to cheat, sometimes they will. It's like playing golf. You play enough golf, you realize you give people an opportunity to cheat. Sometimes people will kick the ball a little bit or move it or do a little this or a little that and you know, or forget a stroke. It's just called life. It happens, and you have to try to account for it. You hope, you hope that most of it just cancels out because there's a little bit of cheating on one side and a little bit of cheating on the other side, and it ultimately just cancels out. But the bottom line here is this is where I think we ran into problems with this election. We mailed out 92 million ballots unsolicited, okay? So when we did that, we totally opened the door for a floodgate of improper, uh, opened the floodgates for a flood 
of improper voting. And I think that's what we that's what we're experiencing. We're experiencing the ramifications of all this. And like during the recount in Georgia, when the secretary of state says, well, you know, when the absentee ballot or when the when the mail in ballot comes in, we compare the signature uh, to what we have on file on the on the registration card. Once we make that comparison, we pull the ballot out of the envelope and we throw the envelope away because in order to protect the secrecy of the ballot, we get rid of the envelope. Well, I'm I'm thinking to myself, there's no recount that's going to help if these ballots cannot be matched up to a particular voter and a particular application where the, the envelope signature can be compared. If you can't do all that, then the recount, you're just recounting a bunch of votes that were improperly cast. And that's why I think none of the recounts have really moved the needle. As a matter of fact, there was a, a, a post this morning on the, I saw online, I think it's Wisconsin, the recount's actually increasing the margin by which Biden supposedly won. So I think that's the real issue. We have got to stop. We've got to clamp down. We've got to eliminate this crazy urge that we've, that we've, uh, that we've indulged for everybody to be able to mo- not, not just vote by mail, but to just blast these things out and have millions and millions of ballots floating around. We've got to end ballot harvesting. We've got to end it. It's got to be illegal. And if we don't do that, we'll never have another uh, real legitimate election. In my opinion, we've got to do that. So I think this ship has sailed. I think I think I think the end is uh, is near. Uh, I think Trump has got a few more complaints. The problem, as I see it, as far as Trump goes, is the stuff that Rudy Giuliani has been advancing in in that litigation is not going to be sufficient to overcome the results of the election. And when you talk about what Sidney Powell has been saying, some of those allegations, and I'll 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 hope we can get to those before the end of the show. Some of those allegations actually are potentially significant enough that they could be the basis for overturning the results of the election. The problem is there is there there's just such a fantastical nature to some of the things that she's saying, and she's sounding so unreal at the moment that it's really hard to get your arms around whether there's going to be any proof to substantiate that or not. It's not enough just to make the allegation, as the courts have already made clear. You've got to have proof. And so I think that's where, you know, Sidney Powell is becoming increasingly hard to follow. And that's going to be the challenge there. But uh, we'll see. Well, hopefully we'll get to that before the end of the show. But right now I want to turn my uh, thoughts back to Thanksgiving. We're joined here in the studio this morning by our own friend, Greg Sisson. Greg, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, Reese. Doing great. Thanks for having me. How was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. Different, like all of our Thanksgivings, most likely, but very, very nice. Did you eat? Uh, did you have? Uh, you kept it to 10, no more than three households? <laughs> yeah. Well, we counted the children. We, we didn't count them, so we were technically probably about 16. Oh, good. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell, and... and... <laughs> You're safe. Your secret, is, your secret is safe with Glenn. Thank so. you. Thank you. Well, yeah. good. Well, I'm glad. And uh, everybody in your family doing well? Everybody's great. Oh, Difference. Uh, 48 years on this earth, 48 Thanksgivings. First time without my father. He is living, but he's up in Pennsylvania. And so, uh, like so many of our loved ones, did not travel yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, the, the question of the morning, Glenn, uh, Glenn, the question of the morning, Greg, has been, uh, what, what are you thankful for? What do you have to be thankful it, for this Thanksgiving? Easy one for me, just remembering my sweet 96-and-a-half-year-old grandmother that went to heaven about a week and a half ago. Oh, my goodness. Uh, she just passed. Uh, and so, Nina, uh, my mother's mother, uh, is just we're just reflecting on her this week, especially during Thanksgiving, and what a just a wonderful life uh, that she led. And we had her here for two and a half years uh, from Kentucky here at Brightwater. So we enjoyed having her. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, it is, um, it's sad, but it is, you know, part of the circle of life. And I think if you get 96 years on this planet, you've done well. You better believe it. Yeah, yeah what a great well. influence she had. 
Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. So you and I were talking before the show that uh, you were listening to something caught your attention this morning. We were talking about Thanksgiving and history. What? Any, yeah. any thoughts on that you well, wanted to share? Yeah, I picked up uh, a book I'd read a couple years ago. Michael Medved wrote a wonderful book called The American Miracle, and the subtitle is Divine Providence in the Rise of the Republic. And I wonder, how do we take peace even with this chaotic election? We fight, yet we can't control the result. And I think we take peace that uh, there's a sovereign hand <laughs> that's been involved. God has been in, intimately involved. Uh, in in this country from the beginning. And uh, so this, Michael Medved does a great job. So chapter two talks about the pilgrims and and how Providence, you know, really guided them. And uh, of course, we know the story, but they landed as, I don't know if you mentioned this, it was was 400 years ago uh, here uh, this month, I believe, November or December. November was the, we talked about a new new word for the day, the quadricentennial. Mm. Yeah, we learned that this morning. But yeah, it was 400 years. And it's, and it really is amazing how much of that tradition and and the and the notion of government with the consent of the governed yes was founded within you know w- they laid the foundation that we enjoy today yeah you know yeah so fascinating stuff and and i actually uh read that book uh greg that's a great book medved's uh uh the miracle of america and we'll post a link to that book on our social media it is a great book i highly recommend it and, uh, you know, we were also uh, talking this morning, Greg, about how, you know, it's not just um, you mentioned how Providence um, played a hand. It's interesting when we read the, found, the uh, proclamation by George Washington, mm-hmm. some people say, well, just George Washington was a very religious guy. Well, yes, he was. But it wasn't just one president acting. You know, it, in, in the proclamation, it says both houses of mm-hmm. Congress came to him and said, hey, we need to have a day of national thanksgiving. We need to thank the good Lord that we have made it this far. Yeah. And that was that was part of our fabric. That was part of who we were. And I would go so far as to say even 40, 50 years ago, I mean, we've gone so far the other way from what our founding fathers believed in terms of our faith and Christianity. And I think everything we're seeing today is spiritual warfare, quite frankly. Yeah. And so, you know, I take I take great peace in the king, this, this verse from Proverbs 21, 1, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. So folks, we have to stay at and have, pay attention to what's happening, but take peace in that there, that God is in control. He places kings and kingdoms yeah and and it's like i tell folks about the election we were talking just before you came on the air um greg about the election and how it does appear that biden Mm. is going to be the next president and but that's ultimately god's in charge and if if he lets the democrats get this done and and get get biden elected then we're going to have to figure out Mm. how do we respond to that that's right how do we work within the framework of a biden presidency to preserve freedom uh, to preserve democracy and also to lay the groundwork for, because I think a Biden presidency might be the end of liberalism, might be the end of the mm-hmm. Democratic Party. We don't know. We don't know what will happen. We really just, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of, it's disappointing, but we know God ultimately is, is in control. You bet. Yep. So uh, stick with us, Greg, if you can, after the elect, uh, after the election, after the break, <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, what a Biden presidency might mean yep. for the real estate market. Have you got a few more minutes? I sure do. All right. Look forward folks. to it. We're talking to Greg Sisson with um, uh, um, and Glenn Dye this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Stick with us right after these words from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. If you got pain, he's a painter. 
Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. More than ever, people are spending more time in their homes. Carolina Comfort Systems is here to make sure your home stays comfortable with great indoor air quality. Whether it's a repair, maintenance, system replacement, standby generator installation, or service, they provide the best value in the industry. Call or text today at 843-867-COOL or go to CarolinaComfortSystems.com. They also provide 0% financing for up to 60 months to qualified buyers. Call them today and be comfortable tomorrow. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd. Attorneys at Law. Here's Tony Zach from Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. We're still finding a lot of people are dumping grease down a drain in the sink, which is a big no-no. As the grease continues to go down your drains, it's hardening, solidifying, and you're going to have issues. So we have a lot of clogged drain calls. We're the drain king specialist when it comes to residential. We're able to come inside. We can remove the toilets, take a look at what's going on. We're also going to offer people a free camera inspection just to see what's going on. Maybe it's a problem that is continuing because something's wrong with how they ran the actual pipe. So we're going to look at that as well as clean that line out for you and be able to make a good decision on what your next path forward is. It's a lot better to have us out than to use the drain cleaning items those are usually bad for your pipe systems so you could find benjamin franklin at benjaminfranklinmb.com thanks for waking up with saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour on talk 94.5 Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, and you've done it yet again. Spent another two hours of hopefully quality time chewing the fat with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. James from Myrtle Beach texting in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. James called in, and we didn't quite, we weren't able to get to you fast enough, James. I apologize. He said, I called to ask Reese about a problem. I see rules, regulations by executives, state, federal, and local that are unconstitutional and have to be reined in. Legislative branches we can vote out need to regain control. This country was designed for limited government, laws, rules. We are losing freedom one crisis at a time. James, bing, bing, bing. (laughs) That could not be better said uh, even in a text message. It is, yes, you are correct, one crisis at a time. We are incrementally losing our freedom. Um, So we need to work on that. And and the legislature is ultimately where the political uh, will must reside. It's got to be in Congress. We've got to have, uh, we've got to elect folks who will stand up for freedoms. We can't necessarily rely on the judges or the executives, the mayors, the governors uh, to do that. We've got to elect the right people to the legislature. So well said, James. 
And uh, as uh, just before the break, we were talking to Greg Sisson, who is still with us. And uh, Greg, how do you see this uh, election playing out? What's the uh, what's the impact, sort of generally, or and and maybe even on the real estate market, if you if you have a thought? Let me just speak to the real estate market, Reese, because you know we have the tale of two markets in Myrtle Beach, and here's here's the two markets: it's residential or condo townhome that are primary residents. And then there's everything else, resort stuff, condos on the beach that are people that are not living in. So when it comes to primary residences, we're in unprecedented territory historically in Myrtle Beach. We have a 2.2 month supply of single family homes. That means basically half of the inventory that's on the market is selling each month. And typically, you know, we have 35% less homes than we had a year ago on the market. So when it comes to the election, it does not affect real estate except the resident, excuse me, this, the uh, resort stuff will be affected in my experience. And here's how it happens. Consumer confidence. If, if we're in a recession, if business owners from up North or in the Midwest that buy these condos and secondary homes, if they don't feel confident that their business is going to do well in the next year or two, are they going out and buying a secondary property or resort property? The answer is no. When people feel confident about the economy, that's when we see demand stay high on the secondary stuff, the resort stuff. So, so regardless, the great migrations, what I calling it, that's happening. The people from the Northeast are coming down here more than I've ever seen it. So that, the supply demand trumps the election results, no pun intended, but the resort stuff will be affected because of the psychology, depending, I think, who's in the White House. Yeah. And I think we've, you've, I think in previous conversations, you mentioned that you've seen that happen in, in previous election cycles where confidence has, has moved one way or the other. And that has an impact on real estate. It does, but I will say the inventory is lower than we've ever seen, even on the oceanfront and in the resort world. So that's the positive for homeowners here that mm-hmm. want to sell. Sure. No matter who's in the White House, we're in unprecedented inventory. So the, the supply and demand is, is really overrides virtually everything. Yeah. And uh, folks, we're talking this morning to Greg Sisson with the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team. And Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you to talk about their real estate needs, how can they get in touch with you? Greg at gregsisson.com. You can call, text me, 843-251-2693, 843-251-2693, greg at gregsisson.com. Excellent. Greg, thanks for joining us this morning. We are in the parting wisdom segment. Any parting wisdom you have for our listeners this morning? Oh, boy. Humble yourself. Yes. We need we need grace when we see people in the street, our family, our enemies, if you have one, uh, extend grace today in this crazy world. Amen to that. We do have so much to be thankful for. Thank you, Greg. I'm thankful for you, your friendship, and your support of the program. Thanks for joining us. Come back anytime. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Reese. Folks, that's Greg Sisson. Thanks again, folks, for joining us here today on Saturday Morning Coffee. This is the parting wisdom segment of the show, and I found one little clip uh this week, I wanted to play for you guys that uh, plays off of Thanksgiving. It's uh, our own uh, recently departed Alex Trebek, who had these thoughts to share about the Thanksgiving holiday. Ironically, sadly, um, Alex Trebek did not live to see Thanksgiving 2020, but he did share this in his taped uh, show for Thanksgiving broadcast. Have you got that? Message? Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. You know, in spite of what America and the rest of the world is experiencing right now, there are many reasons to be thankful. There are more and more people extending helpful hands to do a kindness to their neighbors, and that's a good thing. Keep the faith. We're going to get through all of this, and we will be a better society because of it. 
Amen to that. And we will get through this, folks. And one of the things I wanted to share with you all is I do see I do see a lot of helping hands being extended, as Greg was saying. A lot of folks are are digging deep. Uh, We had the food drive this week for the um, uh, Low Country Food Bank and Shepherd's Table and and, and the various uh, Meals Meals on on Wheels, Meals on Wheels, the folks that do so much good work here in the community. And we just gathered a I mean, literally a ton of food to be distributed. And, and, and so those things make a difference, folks. And, and don't lose sight of the fact, as, as Greg and I were discussing earlier, that, that we do serve a sovereign Lord, and he's still in charge. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of times this year when we've all tended to lose, uh, lose faith, lose hope, lose our vision. Don't lose hope. Don't lose sight of the vision. Don't lose, uh, don't lose confidence in the fact that we will get through this. We will mm-hmm. persevere. Whether Joe Biden is president or not, we will persevere. We will we will uh, see this thing through. We will get uh, we will get through this. And one of the things I did last week, as I mentioned, was a, a, the reason I was not in the studio is my wife and I were at a seminar over at the Billy Graham Training Center in Asheville, uh, listening to Ken Boa. And so, for the parting wisdom this week, I would like to share you a little bit of Ken's wisdom. You can find more about Ken Boa on the on the web. It's kennethboa.org. and just. Um, so much wisdom that we absorbed last week listening to Ken in the sessions that we, um, that we, uh, that we studied with him. Such a great, approachable guy, a very humble guy, uh, not wrapped up in himself, but wrapped up purely uh, as, a, as a tool for the Lord. And he just gave uh, some of the most amazing messages that I have ever heard. I had not, frankly, heard of Ken Boa before we went to Asheville uh, for this retreat at the Billy Graham Center, which I highly recommend. You guys will, it's, I posted some photos on my, on my Facebook page, but one of the lessons that he gave us, and this was on the first night of the, the first session, and I literally walked into the theater and was transfixed by literally every word coming out of his mouth. He was that kind of speaker, just held my attention without, uh, I mean, not even a moment of distraction for anything. And um, he, um, he said, look, all of us get lost in the details of day-to-day life. And one of the things, one of the great challenges we have is to retain an eternal perspective while we live in a temporal world. And he just gave us a few pointers, a little bit of wisdom that I want to share with you guys. Every week we try to impart a little wisdom to our audience. He said, begin your day with love and gratitude. Uh, realize, remember that the Lord loves you, loves us all, in spite of our failings, many failings. And we fail every day, and yet he continues to love us through that. And to so begin your day expressing your love for God and acknowledging his love for you and expressing gratitude uh, for the many things, friends, family, spouse, all the things that you have to be thankful for. Because one of the things that Boa pointed out is you can't be angry. You can't be frustrated. You can't be many things that are negative while you're being grateful. Grateful pushes all of those harmful emotions out of the mind. So if you begin, if you begin your day with gratitude, um, so much else is just going to fall into place because you're going to push the negative out of, out of the way. And the gratitude will overcome the anger. Gratitude will overcome resentment. Gratitude will overcome jealousy. Gratitude is the, is the root of starting your day on the right foot. So I just want to remind you guys, not just to be thankful, not just to remember it at Thanksgiving, though it is incredibly important, but to try to embrace gratitude for everything for all the things that you have to be grateful for and start every day with that mindset. And I think you'll be richly blessed if you do that. That's what we've been trying to do this week. And we're going to continue to try to do that. So in this Thanksgiving season, we want to remind you guys, I want to remind you guys just to be grateful. 
and uh, and to be kind to one another. Folks, let me leave you with this little bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. I want to thank Greg Sisson for joining us today. Stick with us. We'll be a lot more to come on the, sh- on the show and we'll be back next week with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Be blessed. Because I'm happy. Come along and give